We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast you can get all your pack a day updates by following us on twitter at pack a day podcast and remember you can always subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, google play tune in stitcher or spotify and of course you can always check us out at cheeseheadtv.com I'm Kyle Fellows, and I'm joined by just one of my co-hosts this week. Andrew Mertig is here with me, and my goodness, what a game we got to watch this Sunday. Andrew, how are you doing on Monday? Victory. <laughs> doing pretty good. Like, I was planning on talking about a really devastating loss, like just super frustrating, right? Same. And then we get to flip the script in just an absolutely amazing comeback. Uh, Maggie is not with us this week, as you mentioned, because she was at the game. So uh, that's an exciting thing for for her to get to experience. And hopefully she she checks out the show and shout out Maggie for, uh, you know, being one of the four four uh, fans at the stadium (laughs) actually standing and cheering. That's a joke. But, um, you know, there is something about 17 to nothing halftime deficits and home openers for the Packers, right? Yeah, I totally forgot about this until you mentioned this. But yeah, the Miney game in 2018, 
the crazy thing is that home opener was also a one-point victory, 24-23 to 23 over the Chicago Bears. And you were at that game, is that right? I was, indeed. Incredible, incredible experience. And still the chills of watching Aaron Rodgers come back out, of course, uh, and leading that charge. But today's game, I mean, was truly a roller coaster of emotions, right? That was, I would say that, but it may not actually be true because usually with a roller coaster comes ups and downs, right? <laughs> For the first three quarters of this game, it was pretty much all downhill, right? It was one of the most frustrating games to watch. Nothing was going well. But in miraculous fashion, like you would not believe it if you did not see it with your own two eyeballs. The Green Bay Packers came back to knock off the New Orleans Saints in Lambeau with a final score of 18 to 17. So there's a lot to unpack here. And the ending does make the struggle worth reliving. So let's jump in and talk about this game, Andrew. Just an incredible one. Absolutely. So to kick the game off, the Saints get the ball first after the Packers defer and the Packers shut them down. Kenny Clark with a big third down sack and the Packers get the ball in absolutely amazing field position. But then, hey, penalties. This will be a theme in what I talk about today. A hold and then a false start uh, combined to put them in a first and 25. Three actually really nice plays put the Packers in fourth and like one and a half. They run a toss throwback, but Emmanuel Wilson short arms the toss and then Jordan Love slips. This play probably going to find its way on some lowlights, some comic uh, relief. <laughs> I can hear the old NFL films and the like folly music of them yep. like, bumbling around uh-huh. with the football. Um, but they end up turning it over on downs. The Saints get good field position. And then, hey, a free 15 yards when Kenny Clark gets an unnecessary roughness. They convert three third downs on the drive, including a Jimmy Graham touchdown, 7 nothing Saints. The Packers get the ball back and a nice catch and run by Dobbs. Love missed Musgrave down the seam for what would have been a absolutely huge game, maybe even a touchdown if he splits the safeties, and it figures to end the drive. But A.J. Dillon with a nice first down pickup on an orbit yeah. route, one of those that you, you see it on like third and 12, and you're like, uh-oh, this ain't going anywhere. <laughs> but uh, great blocking outside, and nice job by Dillon to get the first down. Uh, the Packers get to third and five, and then Cam Jordan jumps but never enters the neutral zone. And it ends up being a false start by Zach Tom. So more penalties. Uh, The Packers do end up having to punt. Yeah, the A.J. Dillon play, I mean, there was a couple plays there strung together where it felt like a different A.J. Dillon than we saw last week. We didn't see that really continue into the game when we saw the Packers using different running backs. But really cool to see him on that play find some success. And missing Musgrave down the seam was probably one of the biggest missed opportunities early in the game, as you said. Love said as much in his postgame presser as well. He really wants that throwback. Uh, but you said it. Penalties, man, were the story of this game for the Packers. It was kind of unbelievable how often Green Bay was behind the sticks and how they just kept shooting themselves in the foot. They had Four offensive penalties that backed them up a total of 35 yards in the first quarter alone. So, yeah, the offense looked bad and disjointed early in this game. But it's kind of hard to assess exactly how bad things actually were because they were constantly trying to dig out of negative situations. And so just a mess. It made establishing the ground game really difficult as well, which, you know, obviously doesn't help things. Yeah, and I don't want to dig too deep into like just one play, but that seam route, 
you think, well, that's a pretty easy throw, right? Like you're just hitting your tight end sort of, you know, intermediately down the middle of the field. But in that cover two with DeMario Davis really taking Musgrave down the seam and then breaking off at the last moment, Love's kind of throwing that blind. I'm sure he can see Musgrave, but he's got to anticipate, get it over Davis in case he doesn't peel off the coverage. And then also those two safeties are lurking, you know, deep and they're going to break in. So he's got to get it down in time to get in front of the safety. So it is a very difficult throw. Obviously one that you would love to see Jordan Love make uh, going forward and and something that I think could be really productive, especially given Christian Watson's ability to, uh, you know, if if he plays on Thursday, absorb some of that safety coverage and get Mm -hmm. Musgrave even more of those options down the middle of the field. Um, But continuing on uh, with the first half action, there's a big Rashawn Gary sack that ends the Saints drive, but another penalty holding on Jonathan Owens hurts their field position. So what should have been good field position gets pushed back. Beautiful third down conversion of Luke Musgrave. Uh, a holding on Jaden Reed pushes them back again. Uh, two passes in receivers' hands that aren't caught, including a very near pass interference on Marshawn Lattimore, not called. Of course, we could spend a lot of time talking about the aggressiveness of the Saints' defensive backs. Uh, but the Packers punt, and then Rashid Shahid with the punt return touchdown. The coverage looked bad, but of course Shahid uh, erases a lot of angles with that speed. So uh, Saints up 14 and nothing. The Packers go on a 10-play, 40-yard drive. Some really nice plays in there. Wicks with a couple of nice catches. Mm-hmm. That cool end around to Keyshawn Nixon with blockers out in front. But again, too many negatives. It ends on a sack of love by Alante Taylor. What? Could have been intentional grounding. Maybe it wasn't because the receiver was there. doesn't matter. They called it down, so Alante Taylor ends that drive. The Saints then go on a 14-play, 82-yard drive. They included a fourth-and-one conversion. Absolutely just duplicated what the Falcons did last week in that pitch play. Uh, they mm. threw in a little bit more eye candy with Taysom Hill, but um, the Packers were there. They just couldn't stop him for less than a yard. Uh, Nixon almost has a pick at the goal line, but it does lead to a field goal when he can't bring it in. And that leads us to 17-0 at halftime. The Packers have seven penalties for 60 yards in the first half. So many penalties. Oh, my goodness. It's so frustrating at the time. We're going to talk about our players of the game and key plays of the game here in just a couple minutes. And I did not select Keyshawn Nixon for either of those segments. But I kind of wonder if low-key he might have won this game for the Packers just before halftime. Obviously, he doesn't make the interception, but if he doesn't tip that ball ever so slightly or just barely disrupt the timing or get in the vision of, of that play, it's probably a touchdown catch for Olave, and we're talking about a 21-point deficit at half and maybe just a little bit too much to overcome. So it was buried in all the bad that we had in the first half, and I know that he could have made that pick, and that would have been phenomenal. But Nixon being in position to make a play and disrupt that pass might have been just enough to be the difference in this game that didn't happen at the end of the game, but was that important. Yeah, it's like there were three possible outcomes on that play. Nixon could have caught it and probably made a house call yeah. given his speed. The only right. person that was catching him was Chris Olave because he was and, and he was trailing by two yards and moving in the wrong direction. Yep. Um 
it also obviously ended up being kind of that middle ground. But yeah, that very easily could have been a Chris Lave catch. Even with the tip, he he had the ball in his yeah, hands. Right that's there, a yeah. super difficult adjustment. So do we we go in a halftime, 17-0. Uh, certainly very frustrating as a fan. But we start the second half, the Packers uh, have a third down play that ends up being an interception. But it was essentially a punt. Uh, Romeo Dobbs did get bumped on the route, so I could see what Jordan Love was looking at, but uh, that still would have been a very contested deep ball. Uh, deep balls continue to be a problem for this offense. You know, uh, we'll talk about the good that kind of came later, but um, still a struggle. So Love's first interception on the season uh, really didn't do too much bad for field position, though. Uh, the Saints do have to punt after five plays, and this is where Derek Carr gets injured on the Rashawn Gary sack. That would probably end up having a pretty big uh, you know, impact on how the rest of this game uh, ended up. The Packers with another three and out, another penalty, and then two contested throws, both of which looked like the Saints defender was a little bit early, but not called. The Packers do force a punt with Jameis taking over and then start a 12-play, 82-yard drive that ends the third quarter. They come out of the, the uh, break and then go for it on fourth and two to start the fourth quarter. And Patrick Taylor appears to run the route short. Him and Love not on the same page. And then we have a turnover on downs. Yeah, both Love and LaFleur refuse to assign blame to Patrick Taylor or Love on this play in the postgame pressers. Jordan kind of said it was a miscommunication. But it felt like he was kind of taking the blame so he didn't throw Taylor under the bus. LaFleur kind of made it sound more like it was supposed to be a three-yard route. So maybe it really was on love. But the reality is that Green Bay was just kind of using Taylor in ways that normally he would never be used, right? And the Aaron Jones absence was totally on display on this play where Green Bay was asking odd things from their third running back to be out there running that kind of a route. So miscommunication or lack of chemistry on a play makes a ton of sense because of the situation. LaFleur did say that the thought on that fourth and two was either go for it if Love really, really liked the look or just take the delay and then take the three points in the kick, right? But Love liked the look and it was there. They just didn't connect on it. And when they didn't, it kind of felt like that may have been the end of the game for Green Bay. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So you guys really need to make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day routine. Pizza is the ultimate 
game day food. There is no question about it. If there's one thing that rivals my love for the Green Bay Packers and my love of football, it's my love of pizza. And right now you can actually order online during their pizza pizza pregame. It's one hour before NFL games and you can get ready for football, fun, choose your favorite little Caesars pizza, pick the toppings that you crave. Me, this is going to sound weird. I know because you know uh, my pickiness with food. I love mushroom and onion. That is my absolute favorite pizza. I know it's probably not everyone else's. And of course, you know you love my food takes, but I love mushroom and onion pizza. I love it from Little Caesars. Either way, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone's going to score with convenient delivery. They also have their in-store pizza portal. So you can pick up, you can grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the tastiest hour before kickoff. Trust me, you're going to love it. And, And if I have to recommend one thing for sure, have to get the crazy bread. The crazy bread is an absolute must. Enjoy it. Enjoy your game day and enjoy it more with Little Caesars. It's finally football season, which means it's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using prize picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing, and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepickscom packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Fellas, are you running into some stubble trouble? Are you dreaming of that clean shaven look but hate going through the hassle of a wet shave every other day? I know you are. That's why we've partnered with Manscaped. The brand for below the waist is coming to save that beautiful face. Yes, sir. Manscaped now has beard products and is going a step further with the launch of their brand new handyman electric face shaver. It's designed to give your face that smooth and chiseled finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Make sure to join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Head over to manscaped.com and use code packaday for 20% off and free shipping. You may have noticed my recently cleanly shaved face over on the YouTube channel and that perfect shave was brought to you by Manscaped's Handyman. The best part is I was able to get the exact shave I wanted without any of the usual mess of traditional shavers. I've also used their signature Beard Hedger, which is a juggernaut of fixing faces. You can trim your beard to 20 different lengths all in one guard, so using this thing is amazing and basically it's perfect. No matter what tool you use, you can't go wrong with Manscaped's line of products. Right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code PACKADAY. That's P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y, no hyphens. Hit that refresh button with the handyman. Yeah, and it's really interesting on that play because it's very easy to say, okay, well, Patrick Taylor, the space is there. You got to be moving forward and and go grab it. But it's also fourth down. And And so he got his two yards. He went two yards and he stopped. 
And I think he was thinking, let's take this easy one. I'll yeah. catch it, and then I'll, I'll try to make somebody miss to get more yards, but let's not get greedy here and lead me into coverage. Yep. And so, yeah, I don't know whose fault it was. We probably will never know. Uh, but at the end of the day, you just got to get on the same page. And a- as you mentioned, I think that's a, a yet another reason having Aaron Jones back would be really key. So last week, when we were starting to talk about the fourth quarter, I said, stop the count. We don't need to talk about the rest yeah. of the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure Saints fans are feeling much the same this week. Uh, so we are, what, like uh, three seconds into the fourth quarter, uh, picking up action. The Packers force a three and out to start the fourth quarter. And another penalty on the punt that goes out of bounds. My goodness, special teams. Let's clean that <laughs> up a little bit. Uh, Packers go 46 yards on seven plays in under two minutes. But Jaden Reed can't snag a touchdown grab after Elante Taylor Seemingly kicked it out on accident, uh, but man, Jonathan Vilma was willing to give him a lot of credit for basically existing in the universe today. Uh, And Love under throws an end zone pass to Malik Heath. That could have been a touchdown. Uh, Anders Carlson does end up hitting the field goal, 17-3 New Orleans. The Saints have a five-play drive that stalls after Michael Thomas holding penalty. And then they have to punt it back. The Packers get a big defensive pass interference on Alante Taylor for a 45-yard gain. About time. Followed by a defensive pass interference on Isaac Yadam, who is basically just walking pass interference. A bad <laughs> set of plays leads to fourth down, but Love gets in on the read option on fourth and goal from the two. Yep, yep. Uh, a two-point conversion to Toure. Really just, a, you know, the concept, it just wasn't there. And Love, very patient. Settled in, stepped up in the pocket, hits Toure for the two-point conversion. And hey, we got ourselves a ball game. Packers defense strong again, a three and out. The Saints only took 135 off the clock on that drive. The Packers end up going on an 80-yard, nine-play drive. Only took 227. Lots of big plays. Certainly you can add in the 24-yard scramble by Love, a 30-yard diving catch by Jaden Reed, and the absolute dreamy fade to Romeo Dobbs, which is starting to become a thing uh, for the touchdown. Anders Carlson makes it 18-17. to Green Bay out in front. A lot of clock left for the Saints. They start matriculating the ball down the field. It was a whole lot of Chris Olave. Eight plays, 47 yards later. As a Packer fan, I'm expecting them to uh, give up the points here and then, you know, struggle going forward. But it is wide right by the Saints kicker. And then we just get kneeling it out from here. The Packers with an unlikely win. And Jordan Love's legend officially begins at Lambeau Field. It really was just an incredible ending to a nightmare of a football game. (laughs) And as Andrew said, this is not a normal come from behind win. This is the stuff that legends are made of and legends grow from. And certainly love has plenty to improve on. But this was absolutely a signature win early on in his career. Special, special stuff. So love it for him and uh, just a fantastic way to start his season as a whole but then to be there as the first time starter on opening day just a special experience for him i wanted to give a shout out here to darnell savage we're going to move into our key players of the game and this is someone who impacted this game in some intangible ways i think he played fine um but in the presser afterwards lafleur talked about how early on they kind of had the the play where they went for it on fourth down where 
Love slipped after the, the throw from the running back was low, and it was just kind of a disaster. And Savage came up and said, hey, we got this. Like, we got your back. Like, the defense is going to hold. And then at halftime, apparently Savage said some things in the locker room kind of along the same, you know, same lines of, like, the offense is doing nothing, but the but the defense is going to hold. And so I just thought that was cool. A player that the Packers last year and fans would have said, this is a player who may not even need to be on the team, has now grown to a place where he's playing – in a respectable way, if not an impactful way, but is leading this defense and, and making statements. Uh, I just think that that's a cool way that he's carrying the team from a leadership perspective. And you love it for Savage uh, to see him flip that switch and become a part of this team. But uh, let's talk about some players who made an impact on the field and really, really turned the tide and allowed the Packers to come out of this with the W. Andrew, who was your player of the game this week? Yeah, for me, it's Rashawn Gary. He was clearly the best player on the field for a huge portion of the game. He absolutely gave the Saints tackles fits and made key play after key play, really kind of keeping them in there when this game could have gotten out of control. But I did want to shout out some honorary mentions. I thought Rashid Walker and Royce Newman. Yes, I am mentioning Royce Newman in a positive way. <laughs> Don't do me. that. Yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought they both did a really nice job in a very unenviable position there. Uh, this is a good Saints defensive line. And yeah, they couldn't get the running game going, but I thought they held up in pass pro really well throughout the day. Uh, we'll see how Andy grades them out. But I, I thought I thought, you know, they were quiet. I'll, I'll say that. And that's usually a pretty good compliment yeah. for young offensive linemen. Corey Ballantyne certainly wasn't expecting to get a bunch of reps against Chris Olave today. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine he was, uh, but he did absolutely the best he could. He wasn't always in great coverage, but man, Chris Olave is one of the better receivers in the league. And for him to stick in there and, and play serviceably well, that's a huge compliment to him. And I actually did have a note as well. You mentioned Darnell Savage. I thought he was really solid all over the place. And like, I've been a huge critic of Darnell Savage. I think it's gone so to the extreme that I'm starting to come back around on him. Uh-huh. Forget the draft. Like, forget yeah. that he was a first-round pick. Just, like, he's the most solid safety they have. And I uh-huh. thought he, like, he's been a he's been really good in tackling, which yes. we didn't see for kind of, like, the last three seasons um, since his rookie year. He's been, like, quiet in coverage, just like I mentioned with the offensive lineman. That's usually a pretty good thing for safeties not to be getting called out all the time. And so um, it's good to hear that he's taking the leadership role, and I really like the things he's doing. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm glad he said that. And I I think the tackling you mentioned, like, he felt like someone who came up, like, timidly, like, last year and maybe in the years prior, like, and it feels like he's coming and playing with an aggression and a confidence that he didn't have before, which is enough from a safety to really change the, just kind of the, the flavor with which he's playing the game. And I think you're seeing that on your screens on Sundays, and that's exciting from a player that we didn't expect to maybe get a lot out of this year. So love that for Savage. And I think the other thing, I mean, you're highlighting Ballantyne and guys that we just didn't know how much they were going to have to play. And I think the cool thing about this, obviously there's three quarters of tape that the Packers are just going to want to burn. It was so, so bad. But what they were able to do without Bakhtiari, without Jair Alexander, without Jones and without Watson to come out here and play the way that they did stick with it to the end and not say we should lose this game because 
we don't have these players. Instead, they, they said we can win the game anyway, and I think that that's a credit to the culture and the fabric of this team early on in the season with a young quarterback. So uh, just a really cool to, to watch the way they did it. Uh, but Rashawn Gary is 100% the player of the game. You highlighted that. It's hard. There are several other guys who I could mention here, guys who deserve a shout-out. It did take a bunch of guys. If Jaden Reed doesn't lay out and make that catch on the right sideline, who knows if they find another way to get in position. That is an incredibly hard catch and one that is unlikely to be made, right? But he made it. Uh, Dobbs, if he isn't dominant at the catch point, maybe Green Bay doesn't get it done. I mentioned the impact that Keyshawn Nixon had in my mind, right? But the other, other than Rashawn Gary, I think that I just have to take the low hanging fruit here and absolutely say that Jordan Love is the player of the game because it's really hard to believe that Green Bay has any business of sniffing a victory at all in this game without number 10. And I think that the mental strength that he showed is honestly what's most impressive in this game. There was very little reason to think that the Packers had a real chance to come back and win this game. But Love, he just kept going. And I think it was seen in the score that he ran in himself that he just kind of willed this comeback and he put the team on his back. The two-point conversion uh, to Toure was so important. And I think Green Bay wanted Reed out of the backfield on that play. It felt like that was his first read. And you could see immediately that was covered up and New Orleans picked it up. But Love stuck with it and he found Toure in the end zone, which of course was enough then to give them the, the win in the end when they needed that point. Uh, just an impressive performance. Love through three games has seven passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and just one interception. And if I had told you at the beginning of the season that that was Love's production through three games, you'd have probably been thrilled. You probably wouldn't have believed me. You probably would have just thought that was painting the picture way too positively for what we were going to get out of a first-time starter following in the shoes of Aaron Rodgers. But today, it was more than just the box score. It was more than even the final score, right? Today showed kind of the football world that the moment really isn't too big for Jordan Love because the moment was huge. It was a moment that seemed kind of insurmountable, honestly. And Love, with just a few starts under his belt and his first start at home in Lambeau, he showed that he's the guy, I think. So, I mean, those are our players of the game. Rashawn Gary, Jordan Love showed up in big ways in this game. It's going to be huge for the Packers watching those guys go forward and the momentum that Love gained in this game. But let's let's talk about the plays of the game. What were those moments that, man, this had to happen this way for the Packers to come out of here with the win? Yeah, for me, it's fourth and one with – 6.58 in the game. The Packers were having an incredibly hard time moving the ball on the ground at all. And Jordan Love keeps the ball on a read option. Or maybe it was a quarterback keeper the whole way. We don't know. But he has one player to beat. He plants his foot and he cuts back inside and gets the Packers' first touchdown. Yeah. Obviously, if he gets stopped there, the game's over. But it also seems to really fire up Love, this team, and the crowd. Rodgers was so good at that in the early mid 2000s and having love as a runner near the goal line is such a huge weapon to add to everything else in this offense and so I thought that was a really key moment in this game but it's also something nice to put on tape going forward and um, I just thought you know that was the turning point the package finally broke through they get in the end zone um, and then it was sort of just on from there mm-hmm. yeah last last week we talked about it felt like there were like so many plays that if just one of them had gone differently, 
Maybe the game ends differently for the Packers last week, and they do get a win. This this week, of course, the Packers end up on the side with the win, and it kind of feels the same way, right? Like, I forgot, honestly, that this was a fourth and one play that you're talking about, and, like, if that doesn't happen and Jordan isn't able to elude that one defender, this game obviously goes very, very differently. So cool to look it back at just the small things that had to go that way, and that was absolutely a huge one. Um, there's so many ways I could go with this. There's so many plays that were so impactful. But I'm going to go with Jaden Reed's leaping grab that I think put the Packers in the red zone, ultimately allowed them to score the winning touchdown to Dobbs. But Reed just had one of those you know, more frustrating plays of the game, I think, for him, just a few plays prior on a drop. Uh, that was honestly, I think, a nice ball from Love on the sideline where Reed ends up making a, you know, he doesn't make the play. He ends up taking a Gatorade bath on the sideline where he crashes into all the coolers. This kind of was like, again, part of, of the how the whole game has gone for the Packers at that point. But then to turn around and make just a phenomenal catch that you don't ask a rookie to make, laying out for a ball that was just a hair out in front and put his team in position to take the lead. That, to me, was probably the big play and the big moment for that rookie wide receiver and ultimately this Packers team that ends up walking out with the win. Yeah, a lot of ups and downs for the offensive weapons today, especially the receivers. And, you know, to see them kind of struggle at points, um, you know, really through the first three quarters. But then I think that's part of, you know, what what you're talking about. Love, so calm, so composed. He's not getting angry at his wide receivers. He's giving them confidence to come back. He's throwing to him again. Um, And, you know, then they're rewarding him by making just unbelievable plays uh, like the one that that Reed made on the sideline. So, you know, in summary, the Packers get a massive win and they're also heading into a very short week. We talked about this in the offseason when we were breaking down the schedule. They get the Lions twice on Thursday. Not ideal, uh, but hopefully the risk that the Packers took in resting Christian Watson and Aaron Jones again pay off and hopefully they're back in action on Thursday and maybe David Bakhtiari too. Uh, We'll, we'll wait and see on Jair. Uh, We do not expect Elton to be back, but that certainly would be a huge, huge boost to this offense and the team in general. Um, But that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packer Day Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit. You can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe to the Packer Day Podcast. And please consider giving us a five-star rating if you haven't done so already. You can catch Kyle, Maggie, and myself every single Monday. And we'll be back next week with a breakdown of the NFL action week four since the Packers uh, will be entering like day four of a 10-day layoff. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.